I look fucking fabulous, so I'm perfectly fine. You all just got a quick glimpse of me. I look like the kid out of, like, uh, the little brother out of Christmas Story. Just, like, 45 layers, can't bring his arms down. (laughs) Well, it looks like you just, like, got back from, like, robbing someone's house in, like, Brooklyn. (laughs) I I live down here in fucking Miami, so it's, for some reason, it's, like, 45 degrees outside, and I'm... I'm actually really happy because we don't get that type of weather down here anymore. Oh, it's 45 degrees inside here at my house. Oh, get the fuck out of here. I need, <laughs> we, we all need jackets and shit. Oh, uh, I don't, <laughs> right now it's like, I, oh my God, it's summertime. Oh, look at 45 degrees. That's not so bad. No, well, where, where are you at right now? I'm like right next to Yosemite, California. You know where that is? Oh yeah, I know where Good. you are actually. You know, the only reason I, I say, I remember like when I was in, I was in the South for a bit in Tennessee and Whenever I try to explain to people, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm right next to Yosemite. They look at me like, Yosemite? Yosemite, what is all that? Yeah, what's, it's like, I'm like, what do you mean you don't know what Yosemite? I mean, it's like the original national park. How do you not know? You don't have to be there. I mean, like, I know what Yellowstone is. I've never been there, but I know exactly what it is. I know what Jellystone is. I haven't been there <laughs> yeah. either, but. You just tell them the big fucked up rock in California. Oh! Okay. Oh, that thing. The thing that, explo- the thing that exploded in that movie once. Yeah, yeah, that thing. Like if they got everything. that close to me, like, yes, yes, that you're good. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, just right next right next to the most, what was it, the most, is it right now the most active volcano? No, there's not a volcano in, uh, well, there's one in Mammoth, but there's not really one in Yosemite. Right now, they just got all this snow and flooding and all kinds of crap like that going on. Yeah, Yosemite oh. has, like, Half Dome, which basically looks like someone just took, like, a mountain and cut the thing in half. Like, ah, oh, it's good enough. Yeah, that's you know, pretty much- you know who you fucking look like. Shit, it was you. You look like a comedian that I actually I, I fucking saw on Comedy Central once. I forgot what his fucking name was. I usually um, don't dress like this. It's just really fucking cold right now, and my heater makes a lot of noise. So I'm uh, just like fuck. bundled up like a like an Eskimo right here or Inuit. That's one. Whatever the that's one of the terminals. fucking things. Like I've had to cover up my. I've had to cover up like a majority of my walls with towels and. I literally covered up here. You guys don't see it, but there's a little red thing. Um, I see something in the corner. Yeah, the one right in the corner. And it's I, I took a small towel and I covered my air vent <laughs> because, like, I I care about my audio isolation. And oh, that's pretty I good. My, I want my room to fucking sound good. Well, mm-hmm. I have my I have my shades up right now because it's such a gloomy, beautiful day. But yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> Yeah, I got a handful of like ways that I've set up different like audio recording booths. Like this is one of my favorite like ones is I have one of those pull up dip bars. So what I did is I put my tripod in the center there and I hang towels over it and across and it creates like an instant like audio booth. <laughs> apparently that's uh, that's something apparently a lot of people do. I got into voice acting maybe uh, about seven months ago, about mm-hmm. seven months ago. And I like right now I'm just using my I'm using my Sterling this little baby and i like using this when i have to talk on like skype calls because i like holding something or something to fiddle with while i talk and um yeah well usually i use this one which is like my i have an audio isolation shield i cover i covered up all my walls and shit just treated the whole area but um right now this is just my desk 
Well, it's one of those ones for like a podcast. It's not nearly as necessary as like a voiceover. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I use this microphone right here. I bought it originally. We bought it for a podcasting, but then I ended up using it for movies. I ended up using it for voice acting. I use it for all kinds of stuff. And then I also got like a little portable sound booth that works really good if I don't want to leave my computer. So wow. I got all kinds of little little things that you know don't cost a whole lot, but they do make a, quite a bit of difference. And I just got this on all the shit. <laughs> I spent a lot of money. I spent almost fifteen hundred dollars already. <laughs> oh wow! Right. I just spent seventy bucks on this like USB microphone. Looks like R two D 2s dick. So oh, let me see it. That looks cool. Oh, dude, look at that. Look at that fucking uh, like that's like sixty shit right there. Yeah, Lord Almighty, I feel my temperature rising. <laughs> you get to get your fucking Elvis Presley mic out. <laughs> it does almost kind of like light shining higher. <laughs> you just start like really going at it. Good gracious, great balls of fire! I can't do a Huey. I can't do a uh, a uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry Lee Lewis that well, yeah. Yeah, it was like Bruce Springsteen coming in for like a fucking like, jersey. Well, I am wearing my especially with the fucking hat. So, so are we all? Are we all drinking coffee today? Do you have your coffee? I don't drink coffee. I actually have tea. I'm one of those people. He's one of them. You know what's weird? I actually work at Starbucks right now, uh-huh. which I appreciate. I appreciate Ryan's uh, jump in over there. Um, fucking, I started working over at Starbucks. Uh, previously, I was working over at Tivana. I think I hate tea now. It's like a, it's like a store that's owned. It's like a tea store that's owned by Starbucks and professes in tea. And it was inside of the same. Uh, okay, because I've heard of those ones, but I've never been to one. It's it's kind of like if you could imagine a a store that sells like spices and stuff like that. Basically, just that with tea. Oh, okay, they have one of those, and there's a really cool place in San Francisco I used to go to that mm-hmm. it was a full on Chinese tea bar, like yeah. old school style. Yeah. yeah, and I'm pretty sure that's probably just like the chain version of that. Yeah, there's a it, cool, it, about the cool Chinese guy that's in there trying to pick up on like the white women. Yeah, and that's it, that is exactly that. Like, um, I, I, shit, I was in San Francisco last year. I actually went to this tea place exactly like Tivana, and I was like, this feels strangely familiar. And then they were like, <laughs> yeah, we're not Tivana, but we copied all their marketing aspects. And I was like, oh, I see. Okay, I see. There's a girl I worked yeah, at. Um, T- there's a girl I dated for a little while that worked at, T- at Tivana, and she's like, "I fucking hate this. I just fucking hate this so much." And just when all this, all the micromanaging thing they got to do, but they still come across as all kind of like we're earthy and we're natural, but corporate as fuck. She like, yeah, exactly. Ran- well, like it is. It is owned by corporate. Like it's weird enough. I worked. I worked for a lot of different places. I worked for Outback Steakhouse. I worked for J.C. Penney. Um, I worked for fucking, I worked for Hot Topic for some time. Most of the time when I had to do something or I had some, or I had some place I worked, most of it ended up becoming corporate. Ironically, Star, the, the Starbucks corporation isn't as corporate as I thought it was. Funny how that works. So that one's the more laid back. Yeah. Uh, well, was a question about Hot Topic, because Hot Topic's the thing that kind of comes up in conversation a lot. It, yeah. It's literally a Hot Topic. Hey, ha ha ha, snare drum. Um, no, when you worked at Hot Topic, was it the point when it's just like, you need like some nose piercings, you need a gauge, you need at least a couple tattoos to get in the door or is it kind of like Hot Topic I now? My, I see, I, I see. My, or is it like, in my little, oh, it's my a little Triforce. Yeah. That's really yeah, awesome, dude. Fucking... Uh, oh, uh, that's Majora in the moon, dude. That's fucking awesome. Oh, that, yeah, that, it was a whole detail I, on it. It's. It, 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 I love tattoos. I did it long, long time now. Um, 
but working at Hot Topic, they never asked you to have any piercings or anything like that. But I do have my gauges. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, everything. I it was so unintentional that I had these things. Mm-hmm. But um, for people that for people that like really know me that have known me for a long time, I had this phase. I had the blood on the dance floor, my chemical romance, all that fucking shit. I had that phase um, when I was around like fourteen, fifteen. And yeah, you did that. That was my life. And I, I was that kid. I was like, oh man, I want to work at Hot Topic. I want to be a fucking rock star. <laughs> and then I found out whenever I tried to sing, I go, ah, 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 and I sound fucking toned down. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to work at Hot Topic back in like 2007 they or never something hire like people. that. They never fucking hire people. I was the hiring what? manager. <laughs> and they said that I have to be super picky. They told me you have to, you have to like look at them, make a good judge of character. And every person that came in there, guess what? I I have a pretty good judge of character. I don't trust those people with my money. <laughs> well, as well as ones like I went there, and I remember like they would have hired me, but they wanted to hire me for like way off, like a city over in San Francisco. I was like, nope, not doing that. That's too far. Not too far for a hot topic. But at the same time, I was kind of going like. Okay, at that time I had this bleach blonde hair. I looked like Brett Michaels and everything like that, but I just didn't feel like I I had the hot topic look. So I don't know if I was like too conservative <laughs> looking for them. Like, well, you got bleach blonde hair, but you don't have any tattoos. When do you think you'd start Motley Crueing this up a little bit more? <laughs> a little bit less Brett Michaels, more Motley Crue. When do you think you get um, that pentagram on your butthole? <laughs> wait a second, when you get that? Uh, do I have to show that while I work? Yeah. See, let me see. Calm it. Over there. He's just gonna. They want, they want to know how really hardcore you are when Satan owns that ass. <laughs> My but, thing is, because um, at some point they just hot topic. They literally just said like, whenever we go into a hot topic now. First off, I'm confused. I don't know what anything fucking is anymore. The other thing is, you see people like, welcome to hot topic, you know, and there's no like black and red. It's just very like straight laced, almost kind of like, as if like you know, um, like. Almost, it looks kind of like Abercrombie, not Abercrombie and Finch exactly, but like without that far off. Yeah, yeah, like almost that kind of lighting, yeah. that kind of look. But only, oh, here's my Chemical Romance T-shirt and some Adventure Time plushies. Yeah, exactly. Well, like I, I, I can see I've got I work in the mall, so like it, it's weird. It's weird enough that like the most versatile job I've ever had was Starbucks and Outback Steakhouse, because mm-hmm. wherever you go, you could find an Outback Steakhouse or you could find a fucking Starbucks or like. I like having a day job that at the same time kind of takes care of me because they're doing my like health insurance and shit like that, which fucking rocks because I didn't have that before. <laughs> Trump's trying to take Obamacare like, to, like the rest of us. <laughs> uh, you, you know, you know, what's weird. It's like I've had a lot of jobs and I'm like I'm 20 right now. So it's been a nice I, I've worked for about like six years ever since I was 14. I had a job. Um, cause fucking, I, I don't like asking my parents for money. Oh no, I, I had a job when I was 14. I actually, I was a gold pan instructor though when I was 14. I thought you were about to say gold digger and I was going to be like, mm. <laughs> well, it, the choir, it's similar. Huh? You literally do <laughs> dig gold, but you have to do it on your own. God damn it. Ah, oh, God damn. This, like, okay. So have we, have we started the podcast yet? Is this thing a yeah. thing? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Let's, let's the official. Cause everybody's going to be, if anybody's listening to this, they'll be like, what the fuck is going on? Why are you fucking noticing this? Where you're like, we have no idea who's on the guest unless we read the thing. <laughs> yeah. We haven't talked about it yet. All right. So let's we'll start. Boom. Welcome to the old man orange podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. I'm Ryan Dunnigan. We got special guests today. Voice actor. 
Austin Cook. Hello, everyone. There we go. Boom. Yeah, me and Austin, we sort of, I guess, met. We were both on, we were both like guest voices on this one guy's animation. Yeah. Assuming that's all how it all came around. Yeah. I believe, I believe that's what happened. What, what, shit. Yeah, you're right. We were, we were voice acting on one of the, on one person's animation. We do a lot of, I do a lot of voice acting on Newground. Same thing as Spencer over here. Brian, do you do voice acting on he, Newground? He does voice acting too. Yeah, I'm not really so much of like a super passionate voice. I'll be honest. Ever since probably, ever since I've been making movies back in high school, probably since senior year and on, if I'm in a movie, it's because I know no one else was would be there to do it. So it's kind of like, nice. it's kind of voice acting sort of the same thing. So it's kind of like, you know what? I, I know that between Spencer and I, it's just going to be like, we're going to have trouble finding someone to do this. So yeah, I'll voice or I'll play the character. So I voice, yeah, I voice Wallaby in our, in our rabbit cartoon, Wallaby the rabbit. Oh, that's cool. I, I've done a lot of fucking voices for a lot of low budget cartoons. <laughs> I haven't done anything crazy yet. I'm I live in Miami, which by as as ironic as it may seem, is not the best place to try to get your foot into the door with voice acting. Well, it's um, sort of like you really got to be almost in Los Angeles or some of those other areas where it's really at, because even up north in California, it's funny how far like everything is where people are like oh you're not in burbank oh well go fuck yourself in yosemite oh okay thanks yeah exactly like it, it like i haven't gotten any any real like moments like that but at the, at the on the perk side we do have a lot of fucking conventions down here that's cool um I, I, as i said prior i actually started voice acting about like seven months ago i was doing like voice voices and having fun and talking to people but I never got legitimately serious about it until about seven months ago, and uh, three months into it, I went to a convention down here in Florida, which was over in Fort Lauderdale, and it was uh, Animate Animate My Animate Miami or Animate Florida. Nice. Yeah, I think it was Animate Florida. And um, the first day I went, it was a fucking Friday, and it was it was beautiful because nobody was there. Everybody was setting up. It was the middle of the morning. Everybody was just getting there. Um, and I walked over to like the voice acting area where like, there's a bunch of people that are up there. Um, like David Sobolov who did, uh, Gorilla Grog in the fucking Flash CW series. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, that the, the fucking voice actor that did like General Grievous was there as well. Same thing with, uh, the guy who did Zordon as well from, uh, the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh, that's badass. Yeah, there it's were like a lot, there was a lot of people and... Uh, I went over to the to this one to David Sobolov's booth and I was like talking to him and stuff like that. And he has this real deep, deep, like real gritty voice. And um, me and him were like talking and because there was nobody there. Nobody was there in the middle of the morning because all the kids were at school and it was like 10 o'clock. So I brought some coffee over to his booth. I started talking to him and I was like, hey, let's, hey, let's talk. And he was like, sure, so what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm getting in the voice acting. And he was like, is that so? And I was like, mm. he's like, yeah, like a challenge. Yeah, like, is that right? Stomping on my ground, huh? Leads <laughs> yeah. you around the corner and just start stabbing you. But don't fucking come back here again. You get the fuck out of this job. Don't you? This is for me and me only. You're damn it. Make <laughs> just get roughed up by this no, guy. He, he was, it was ironic because he was like, out of all the voice actors that I was able to meet that day, he was one of the most supportive because I saw him the next day after we had like a pretty like riveting conversation. It was a lot of fun. We had some jokes here and there and he like he complimented me at the end of that day. But the next day, 
uh, I came back same time in the morning and uh, I walked by his booth. I didn't even go up to him. I just said, hey, David, good morning. And he was like, Austin, come over here. And I was like, oh, okay then. And I walked over to him and he's like, do you have your pamphlet? Like the, the book with all the fucking times and shit. And I said, yeah. And I gave it to him and he, and he was like, he just pulled out a Sharpie and started like coloring stuff in. And if you can imagine, he basically colored almost every single panel that I, that was associated with voice acting. And he said, go to every one of these and tell them I sent you. And I was like, oh, cool. So I went to this one for like storyboarding and stuff like that. Another one about like the business of voice acting, which I haven't been necessarily hit by yet because I do my freelancing through like a website. What, what website do you use to do yours out of curiosity? Uh, I use I use uh, Upwork.com. Yeah, that's the one I use, and I used it ever since it was like Elance. Yeah, exactly. Well, the pro the the good thing about it is is that they take the taxes out immediately. So they already like they make you sign a W nine, and then throughout the course of your voice acting or whatever you're doing, um, whatever money you make, they take a da -da, they take a portion of it from you, and that's basically your taxes to that job. Yeah, I know that's kind of cool. It's it's like eBay does the same thing too. If you sell stuff on there, so then you don't have to go at the end of the year at tax time. You're like, uh, yeah, I didn't make any money off eBay this year. I just letting you know, like, yeah, it's like I spent all that money. I'm sorry, I have an I have an addiction to buying expensive audio equipment. So <laughs> thank God they 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 take that away for me, and it's kind it's kind of nice. But yeah, um. Since within the seven months that I've gotten into it, there have been a lot of people that I've met and a lot of uh, a lot of different communities that I'm falling into that are like everybody's really respectful and cool. Um, but but overall, I think if I keep following this same uh, algorithm that I'm playing with, which is just work with a lot of people on a lot of projects and just enjoy yourself. Mm -hmm. I have faith that things will turn out for the better. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's kind of how you go. I mean, yeah, you just kind of continuously keep trucking forward. I always use the Aerosmith philosophy that it took Aerosmith like eight plus years to get somewhere. And then look how big Aerosmith is. So, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Every time someone plays like like any of the songs that they had, like Sweet Emotion, I've heard almost like 15 times in one little continuous sitting I've had. And I'm pretty sure every time it plays that they they make they make at least a well as well as once too like Aerosmith was pretty much a '60s band that nobody fucking heard of until the '70s so they just didn't really get anything out same, yeah. same thing with the Chili Peppers like because they came out in like an '83 yeah. or '84 and they didn't get noticed yeah like at least Chili Peppers had like their albums and stuff kind of out where like it seemed like Aerosmith I don't, I don't know if it was either <laughs> under different names or whatnot because that first album was not till '71 but in their book they're like oh dude we fucking started in like '63. You know, it's like, what the fuck? Exactly. Like, I, it's weird enough that, like, a lot of the music that I started listening to, because I live with my mm -hmm. grandparents, so when they would give me music, they'd give me music that they were listening to. So I was listening to, like, Elvis, and I was listening to Frank Sinatra, and they gave me all these different things, and, like, I, I was like, you guys don't listen to what I'm listening, what my generation listens to. And my grandfather said, ah, never mind. Here's a cassette tape. And I have like <laughs> a big box of fucking cassette tape sitting inside of a warehouse somewhere along with my <laughs> old video games. And um, it was just it's it's really weird to see that like 
it really is around the fa- uh, the people you grow up around or the the environment you're raised around. Uh, really depends on like who you meet and how you socialize with people because like like I, I could name I could name countless people in my in like my age group that does absolutely nothing can like close to what oh yeah i know we notice that ourselves all the time it's just like you can kind of just take a gander around and go what the fuck are you guys doing don't you don't you think about the future damn it what are you gonna do with yourself what are you gonna do with yourself when you're 45 and you don't have any fucking money (laughs) and you ain't got face in a community punk you're gonna be mincemeat it's totally (laughs) was that uh was that uh michael mcdowell right there uh it could be which one for me? That was very or... McDowell. That was very McDowell. Like very. What you said about like fucking like end of Clockwork Orange? Yeah. Well, I'm thinking. Yeah. The, I'm never asking the book. It's weird. I picture that that last chapter of the book. I think of it like it's in the movie. But I'm like, oh, that's not in the movie. <laughs> you know but what, in my head, know, it is. You know what was weird? Uh, between Clockwork Orange and um, what other movie was it? Oh yeah, Pulp Fiction. Um, those two were kind of pushed down my throat for the a small majority of my life, and I never saw them till like. Just about just, two years ago. Just ignore that corner of the screen right there. <laughs> yeah, Dunnigan's just got his Pulp Fiction poster in the uh, background. No, no, no. Pulp Fiction was... <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking with you. I'm good joking. Good movie, in my opinion. Like, yeah. I, I generally... I really dig the movie a lot. Um, but when I saw it, I, I saw, like, an envision of my grandfather in one of the characters in the movie, which was... Um, I forgot what his name was. They, they called him the problem, the problem Solver. You remember that guy? Mr. Wolf. Mr. Wolf. The Wolf. Yeah, Mr. Wolf. And it, it was like, at, it was so funny to see that, like, I, I'm not going to make the reference because I don't want to say the N-word, but he was like, is this dead, dead N-word storage? And I was like, oh, this is going to be funny. And then they call him in and he's, <laughs> like, all right, I'm, he's like, all right, I'm going to have you guys do this. I need you to go over here. You're going to put some bleach in the seats and you got to cover it up with all these blankets. And he was like, a thank you would be, but it would suffice. And he was like, what the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> so, so calmly, was, though. So calmly. Like, I heard him say it, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, they they called a guy over that can literally fix you getting into fucking jail. And you ask for a thank you? <laughs> <laughs> like, where do you get the fucking god to do that shit? It's when you're John Travolta, you ask those kind of questions. We I did think that so. once to somebody, and I got the fucking shit smacked out of me. My so, dad, um, I, I, I used to, uh, I was a bad kid. I used to steal candy from like when, like local Win Dixies and Publix, and uh, one day I got caught. And what happened was they, I was like five, like, uh, wait, what was I? No, I was like 10 or 11 years old. I was like, Jesus Christ, five. Five's the time where you could get away from like, oh, he's just being cute. Uh, but I was like five or 10, I was like 10 or 11. Jesus Christ, get your age together, Austin. Um, and what happened was every day I would leave with a giant bag of candy on my hip and I would say, it's my sister's birthday. I don't know why the fuck that meant anything, because you're stealing still in front of everyone. <laughs> so um, when I would leave, uh, one of the officers one day walked by me and said, what are you doing with all that candy? I was like, oh, it's I, I didn't know what to say, because all I knew what to say was, it's my sister's birthday. I'm getting her candy. He was like, did you pay for that? And I was like, oh, no, no, I didn't. 
and and he was just like, well, you you can't do that. <laughs> I was like, what do we do now? It was almost like he didn't know what to do. It's like, oh fuck, what do I do now? I like that. Like, did you, do I beat this child in front of everyone to make an example of him? Yeah, did you like, pay for that? Like, fucking... oh shit, my only weakness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like my only weakness, the truth, and. To scare me, he said, all right, well, we got to take care of you, kid. And I was like, I'll, I'll go home. I'll never do it again. I swear to God. And he was just like, no, 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 no. We can't play this game. And then he handcuffed me, and I had to sit over there, and I started fucking crying. I was like, I want my grandma. <laughs> and um, my, my grandmother showed up, and I don't think I've ever done that. And fuck man it was, it was the most cocky thing i ever did as a kid she picked me up and i said i was like what do you say grandma and she smacked me in the side of the head and she said excuse me <laughs> like what the fuck who do you think you are you just stole from a store and got caught and then you had to you were crying for your grandma boy come on <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to show up, actually. I was going to let you sit in jail for three days so you could get a lesson learned. Yeah, right. For And, like, it wasn't, like, a little bit of candy. It was, like, imagine piling candy into a that big plastic bag and just running out the front door every damn day. Oh, yeah, that might. It's like, and it was weird because I never finished it. I would always go over to the guard gate where the, other, where the officer was. I said, my mom gave me this money, and I don't like this candy. And I threw the giant bag in the trash. <laughs> Some people just want us to watch the world burn. I, I, I apparently, because I didn't, I apparently didn't give a shit about anybody's feelings. Because I ended up, and I apologized to that lady so many years later about it, but I blamed her. This poor black lady that was an officer over there that was my friend. I, I talked to her about stuff that was just like, oh, she, I, she was really nice to me. And I blamed her. I was like, she told me to get candy for her. Mm. And I and that was the worst moment in my life. Like, I think that was the worst thing I ever did to somebody. Not I, I, I like you don't do that. <laughs> like. I can't imagine my, like, if you could imagine doing that, if you did that to the mafia, you'd be fucking killed. Yeah. You'd have hit out on you. Little Tony over there said he wanted a bunch of candy. That's what I was getting him yeah. for. It was fucking Little Tony's idea. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tony gets picked up and he's just like, oh, I'm going to murder that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like one of those ones, like, then they go over to wrestle Little Tony and they're like, oh. It's not just candy that's on this guy's record. Look what else. He's got arson. He's got Grand Theft Auto. He's got abduction. He, we're taking him in. The candy's just the fucking tip of the iceberg. And then he's looking across the... Like, this is our he's like, little yeah. cook, I'm gonna get you when I get out of here. I'm gonna fucking get you. And I'll get they... you, stool pigeon stoolie. <laughs> and he's like fucking being, like, it's dragged out, like, clawing back. Like, don't you go to fucking sleep! It was so terrifying, too. Like, uh, like imagine doing that to somebody and then not knowing what's going to happen next. It's one of those things, like, a lot of people, it's like, they, we all have done shitty, fucked up things as children. The fact that you're able to come on air and say it actually says a lot about your character and says about how you've overcome it. Because a lot of, there, there's certain things I did as a kid, like, fuck, I'm not saying that shit on this show. And I... <laughs> 
at one episode I talked about an STD scare, so I'm not gonna <laughs> get the fuck out of here. So it's like, 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 yeah, one time I was like fondling like this dog at fucking like the store. <laughs> just, I didn't know what I was doing. It just. I was I was three. I didn't, I was four. I didn't fucking know. Yeah, you know. No, now that didn't I just thought the dog was my best friend. Old Yeller just had her butt in my face, man. And I, I didn't know what to do. I thought I thought it was for I thought it was for free. So I just, just went in there, I touched, and then the, I, I my hand turned red like a week later, and then I had herpes, and yeah, I, I, I saw it off, and because it was starting <laughs> to come back to life. It's like the ever yeah, still dead. It was like that. <laughs> Uh, have you guys ever had any weird experiences with animals? Aside from the STD scare, of course. That wasn't um, related. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now now this story's got like mismatched with like a fucking dog. Like, how did he get AIDS? Well, there was this dog at a pet store once. Actually, wait, let's clarify. It actually turns out it was it was bad timing. I actually, just to sum up the story, give you the abridged version. I shortly, I got out of a relationship with this girl I was with for a while. And then right after, I was like, what the fuck is that? Turns out I got a bug bite on my dick. That's what it was. So it actually kind of was slightly animal related. Yeah. That is too much not, information. That, is, that, that is a weird way to get out of a relationship. No, that was later, though. That was after the relationship. <laughs> it was just like, nice. this fucking insect got me. I got bit. It was like a spider bite. Yeah, it was a fucking spider bite. I was like, what the fuck is that? Holy shit. Was she cheating on me? No, never mind. Wow, that must have been that must have been terrifying. I think it like. Was. But like I've actually I've had some pretty I've had some pretty weird experiences with animals like um what was it I studied Tai Chi so like it's really weird to see that like when I do my meditation and all that weird shit um and I've been studying it for like 12 12 maybe 13 years now so I've been doing it for a very long time uh there was this one time and it was severely uncomfortable um I went into a meditative pose and I did some lucid dreaming. I woke up and there were two cats fucking right next to me. <laughs> and that's what woke me up. That's what got me out of the trance was. And like, they, if you can imagine, if you've ever heard cat sex, it's the worst fucking sound. Now, here's the thing. It I, sounds like rape. Mountain lion. It sounds like rape. Uh, yeah, as I say, I could top this off. Have you ever heard mountain lion? Oh my. I'm assuming it's worse. It, it sounds like a, a like a woman getting raped, like out in the middle of the woods. Yeah, but that's about right. Like cats, it, it, I've never. We heard it. I, me and my friends one night we were chilling. It was me, my friend Ethan, and my friend uh, Nick, and um, we were just hanging out. We went out to go get pizza. We were fucking like <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was really funny. Forget pizza. Are you smoking the marijuanas? We smoked marijuana. Nah, this is Miami, motherfucker. <laughs> but no, we're doing we're, cocaine. Goddamn, haven't you seen like, fucking Scarface? If, if I'm allowed to talk about it, yeah, we were smoking pot, and um, oh my, yeah, my my, my grandma and I listen. No, but my 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 grandparents, they're the fucking. I I love them to death because like my like it's nice because my grandparents are just like, hey, you want to sit down and like smoke with something? I was like, yeah, let's do it. Um. Veer off but, just well, for a second. I just want to say this. My dad was one of those guys just kind of like, you know, just like, if you ever smoke fucking pot, I'll break your fucking legs, whatever. Da, 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 da. Yeah. One day, you know, I'm like 23. I'm just talking to him. We're having a beer. Just bullshitting. He's like, you ever smoke weed? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I figured. 
It's <laughs> one of those things. Like, like are you serious? I was fucking god fearing. Like, starts rolling up his sleeves. Exactly. Like, it was gonna come to this. You know, it's like my dad. Like, when his cigarettes, he would like. When I was a kid, he would like grab me. He's like, "If you ever smoke a cigarette, I will fucking kill you. I am going to kill you." Like that was like his only like violent thing. Everything else, he was like the nicest guy in the world. But it's like the cigarette thing is like, I will kill. He would like no. He would just drill it into me, just this fear. And then like when I finally said like. Yeah, I uh, smoked pot one time. Like, um, he's just not like. Whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, well no. you don't want to get that. You don't want to have that <laughs> right talk with your dad. Like, like, I got this list here that I just need to know. What it says by the time you're 20, let me check this off. It's gonna check it off. I know you're moving to San Francisco, so I want to know if that's the reason or. I mean, that West guy looks like a pretty like healthy, you know, specimen. So I just want to. I'm, I'm wondering, is that what you're going for? <laughs> he, he just pulls you over and he's just like. All right, Spencer, I'm going to have to have a talk with you. Now, are you going to San Francisco to suck the meat rods? Because if you are, I'm not going to hate you for it, but I it's wanted like, to know. It's like intense, dad. Like... And then, then you're just <laughs> like, all right, yeah, yeah, I'm going there for that. He's like, I'm going to remember that. And then you're, you invite him to the gay wedding like fifty five like 15 years later, and he's just like, you know what? And, 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 then, and then it comes to like this like ending where he's like, you know what, son? I always was against being gay, but, you know, after seeing you and seeing how happy you were, I thought I'd try it myself. Here's Tom Tom from the war. So your mama, your, your sweet old, your sweet old mama dearest decided to get away. And then, he, and then she says, like, we, we thought that would be the most logical now. way to do this. <laughs> what happened to Barbara? <laughs> Back to the story. We, we, were, we were high-ish and we were getting out of my car because I was dropping my friend Nick off at his house. We were just sitting outside, we were talking, and out of nowhere, we started hearing this sound. And if I could, if I could mimic it, it was just... Just well, we know real... Mistaking it. Yeah, there's no mistaking what was about to happen. And I was just like, they ain't fighting, buddy. And my friend Ethan looks over at me, he's like, are we about to... And my friend Nick just like interrupts both of us, he's like... Ah, oh, this is what our night has become. And then all we hear is, <laughs> it is just real, like, screaming. Like, for five, for, like, a whole minute, just scream. Like, it, like that cat had fucking lungs. And it, it was so terrifying. And me and my friend just sat there like, do we, do we help them? And he was like, you pull it out, it's going to hurt much more. We have to sit through this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> we just sat there and listened let to it. Let nature run its course. And yeah, yeah, and just let nature run its course. And after, at the end of it, all you hear is... <laughs> and, like, I'm pretty sure that was the woman cat attacking the male cat. Like, I'm going to murder you if you don't get away from me right now. And, like, they both ran past us. The other one curled up on the floor and started, like, like twitching. And I was like, oh. Feeling violated. Is... Yeah, like, that cat was violated. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, nature's fucked up. I need a girlfriend. <laughs> I like that. I'll say this real quick. Um, people often want to say, like, humans are so fucked up if only we are more like animals it's just like no animals are pretty equally fucked up just in a different way like i think even joe rogan had a fantastic bit yeah. about like humans he's like ask a vegan 
did you know humans are the only animals that drink the milks of others? Like, yeah, you know why? Because other animals haven't figured out how to fucking farm. Throw some milk in front of a dog, they'll love that shit. He's like, where'd you fucking get this, man? And it's cold and it's summer. He must be a wizard. Exactly. That, That was exactly it. Like, you'll have, like, we have pets and we have animals and we have all these fucking things. And guess what? When you give them a little bit of what we have, like, farmed and brought together and cooked... Holy shit, they don't want anything else. Exactly. Like, like fucking over at the Humane Society, I uh, I volunteered over at the Humane Society for, like, two two years. And um, me and my friends made beef jerky once for this one dog. I fucking love that dog. He was just this big when, when, when you, Hold on. When you start that up, like, I volunteered at the Humane Society. Me and my friends made beef jerky. It sounds like, wait, 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 where was this beef jerky being made from? <laughs> It was no. Well, we had this. We took we the cat. This, it was all shivering. Well, it's lost its purpose. So exactly. Well, so go on. Imagine if you guys could imagine a giant wolf, like a real wolf, like about the size of like some of that shit you'd fall over in World of Warcraft. Like I played World of Warcraft for some time, and there was this wolf that you can like have as your companion, and I fucking love that thing. Um, and there was this one Malamute, and I think it was a Malamute. That are just a really fat husky. And we would make beef jerky for him, and we would bring it to him almost every day, and I'd sneak it out of my pocket. I'd give it to him. And the only reason nobody got him is because, like, he was too fucking big. Like, everybody down here in Miami wants, like, a chihuahua or wants one of those pussy dogs. But when you get a real dog, like a good-sized dog, dude, it's fucking awesome because it's like having a bear with you. People ain't gonna fuck with you. Well, plus, like, a Malamute or, like, a Husky in Miami, that's almost gotta be, like, torture it's, for that dog. Like, they're not able to handle that kind of weirdly weather. Weirdly enough, like um, there's ways to take care of them that they're able to handle it. And uh, certain breeds are actually bred down here in Florida. So, it's weird, but it, it's kind of possible. But they end up looking kind of crazy bald and stuff like that. Huh. But, yeah. Um, have you guys had any, like, weird animal stories that you guys like to talk about? Uh, living up out in Sonora and Tuolumne, I mean, you know, you just get a couple of, like, kind of what Spencer said, I think, tops it off. Just, like, hearing mountain lions fuck in the middle of the night. Like, what? Oh, just, the, it's just mountain lions fucking. That's all it is. Um, yeah, well, the first time I remember, because, like, I had, like, this hot tub that was outside at my house. And it's sort of, like, a walk away. And it's in, like, the corner. Because I, I kind of live, there's no neighbors. It's just all woods and everything like that. So, like, you know, as kids, you'd be, like, out there, like, hanging on the hot tub all the time and whatnot. And then you're just kind of sitting there. And then you hear that. You're like, oh, what the fuck is that? Oh, God. And then you're, like, hiding in the hot tub. You're like, well, I don't want to leave because there's too much of a walk back, you know. you got to walk 500 feet to get back to the house. Exactly. It's not worth it. I've seen a horror movie before. <laughs> Someone's not going to make it's, it. It's usually – and it's usually the nerd that dies last or, the, like, the stoner that dies last. But I'm not taking those chances because I'm the only one like, here. <laughs> We'll go off 80s philosophies. Well, we don't have a black friend, but we have an Asian friend, so he might be the first to go. <laughs> yeah, it's always going to be... <laughs> There's no girl, so... And it's weirdly enough that, like, the best type of movies that I've seen end up following... Like, the best type of horror movies that I've seen fo- end up following that philosophy because it's stereotypically really suspenseful. Because you know what's going to happen, you know who's going to go, and whenever they walk into that room, you start losing your shit. It's like, this person's going to die. This person's going to die. And they fucking died see what i said and it's like it's kind of rewarding it's also kind of sad but for the most part it's just i was right and that person's dead now i feel like that recently a lot of horror films are almost trying to that's been pointed out so much recently like i think a movie that was that, that was the whole concept was uh 
uh, the cabin, cabin in, the in the woods. woods. Yeah, yeah, which was yeah. explaining this is how people do stupid shit. They're being drugged and all that, which I thought was really exactly. interesting. And, and I the think, concept, but like, followed the idea of uh, it, it was kind of the it broke the fourth wall to such an insane degree where like, like these guys were just running the fucking show, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's to appease some crazy god and. I, I don't know what it is. Was M. Night Shyamalan the one who directed that movie? No, no, it was, um... No. That was written by Joss Whedon, but then yeah. directed by... It wasn't M. Night Shyamalan, but it was, um... It was some... It was one of Joss Whedon's guys. I'm trying to name... a blank on the name and other movies he did. Other, other movies he's, he's done, but he's, like, one of those, like, genre guys that worked under Whedon for a while, so... I, I think see. he did some episodes well, of like Buffy and Firefly, not Firefly, maybe maybe Firefly, but yeah, something like that. But it's he worked but it's her. the fact that it was the fact that it was so like the reason why I cared about that movie a lot and I'll never fucking forget it is because it, it, it just had so much to it. Like in the beginning, you're just like, oh, it's just another fucking stupid movie. And it progressively gets worse and worse because this is one of the instances where it wasn't just. We're going to kill them with zombies or we're going to kill them with like a razor head or something like that. Uh, It's going to actually be like these guys find out what the fuck's going on. And as you continue through it, it's more of like. How what the fuck is happening, man? Come on, you got a unicorn. (laughs) Unicorns are murderers now. And it just it continues getting like progressively crazier. And then at the end of it. You look at you look at literally the entire movie as a whole, and you're like, it went from like this had layers to it. Like someone worked really hard on that movie, and I appreciate that person because you don't do that. Like it was just the cabin in the woods, but I will always remember that fucking movie name because that was just fantastic. Like that, it's, that's all I got to say. There's that part when they're actually doing the whole like because they go down because every every horror film has that moment where they uh, or they every like, you know, slasher slasher flick where they have the moment where they come across something that tells about it's going to foreshadow yeah. the, the monster or the villain or summons yeah. the monster. They do that and they all have the list of different monsters they're, and they're having like a polling game of which ones it's going to be. Exactly. They're, they're Everybody's place and there's and the, was- and if you look at the whiteboard, though, if you look at the whiteboard. Some of it's stuff like, okay, they can't put Freddy, but they're kind of like yeah. Kevin. And then zombies, redneck zombies, and there's angry molesting tree. It's like, that's a exactly. fucking deep cut right there. Like, like yeah, you, see, exactly. you see that they, they make all the movie, like, they made a lot of references, which is what I appreciated. Like, they made that reference to Razorhead with the Razorhead puzzle, and I mm-hmm. was just like, wow, look, what, look how they, like, they didn't just rip it off. Like, they didn't just cut and paste. But the way they made it look was like really cool and like more, you know, twenty. What was it, twenty twelve that the movie came out? Something like that. It was it was a little yeah. before Avengers because yeah. that's how they were kind of advertising it, like for the director of the Avengers, even though it was, he was written yeah. by it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it followed it, it was following between that little area where, you know, it, it was just different. But they also had the girl from the ring. They had a bunch of different people, um, a bunch of different yeah, creatures four. from different movies that like you didn't expect to see like you didn't know this movie was going to go in this direction so that's why i actually asked if it was about a, if m night Shyamalan had any production in this because that motherfucker makes some twists but this was like it had such a big twist to it that i had to sit there and like contemplate on it like wow i gotta 
I got to see that movie again so I can like process that. Because that was an interesting movie because when I first watched it, I didn't care for it a whole lot. I liked all like the stuff in the lab. Yeah. I thought that was great. But for some reason, I was like, I don't like the genericness they make of these characters. But on second and third viewing in that movie, it's like, yeah. oh, no, no, no. I get it. I see what they're doing. So I really appreciated it. Yeah, they're not they're not just making fun. Well, because I think sometimes there's those kind of things when you when you are a big fan of something and then you go in and somebody's like slightly mocking it. You're like, who is this person think they fucking are making fun of the shit we like? What? What, they got a fucking problem with it? <laughs> Well, you almost feel like you got this like they Teamsters a- union that's gonna come back you up. <laughs> <laughs> we like our '90s horror films. Fuck you. Yeah, exactly. So it- hey, you you can't you can't come in up in up in here and just copy paste Razorhead over here. No 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 no. I'm not happy. Yeah, it's that. like well, it's- you can't be making fun of my Freddy's just rolling up yeah, the just, sleeves. Like, like like and he's getting ready. Oh like. I feel like the I feel like the way the movie was portrayed, like when people told me to go watch the movie, they were just like, "Go watch it," and I was like, "Really?" And I was like, "Is it worth it?" And then he was like, "You're gonna want to go see it a few times." <laughs> and we and I ended up seeing that movie two different times that night in the same night, because like, you know how you go to the movies and you just don't want to see one, you see like three. Um, uh, we used to call those matinees where my grandfather used to say, he's like, go over there and watch a matinee. Go see a few different movies. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, but the second time I saw the movie, I saw more references than I saw the first time, which was like, if you saw there was a chainsaw hanging from the wall and it was the exact, it looked like the exact chainsaw from Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, they had a machete right next to it and then they had the claw hand. And I was just like, oh, okay, well, they're making a lot of like real, real, references to stuff i've seen but then we jump over to the other side of it where like the unicorn ran through the room and i was just like oh okay they wanted this to be kind of like funny as well yeah put a little bit goofy in there exactly like they added the fact that they were doing like gambling on people like this is a normal office thing apparently like we're just gonna send these teenagers in here we're gonna kill them it's gonna be fine and it appeases the gods so we're perfectly fine Plus a lot of the editing gags in the movie, because there's the part where the poor redhead crawls out of the water. She thinks she's the only one left. Yeah. She's just crying and bawling. And like one of the few monsters grabs her, slams her around, doesn't just kill her, but he's like just slamming her around, knocking yeah. her around. It's violent. It's kind of hard to watch. Then what yeah. makes it funny of all things is they cut back to the office and they just see her on the monitor getting smacked around. They're all partying. They're playing like, I don't remember, it was some lame 80s pop song. She's like, exactly. yeah, whatever. You know. She's getting the shit kicked out of her. <laughs> like, it is as if they're watching a movie, but then when they actually get into the office and everything, like the fourth wall breaks, the, the show is over. Like, <laughs> what do you do when this controlled environment that you've built starts not becoming controlled anymore <laughs> i kind of like oh yeah maybe sigourney weaver is um what's her character's name from halloween i forgot what's her name oh she's not in halloween what oh. isn't sigourney weaver in halloween no it's jamie lee curtis ja- well, jamie lee that's yeah fuck jamie lee she's curtis a, yeah sigourney weaver's an alien and yeah 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 okay oh. I, I don't yeah she yeah, they, they, look they are similar same time aspect. period that, you know, they, you, you could almost swap them. You could put Jamie Lee Curtis and Alien and Sigourney Weaver and Halloween, and it probably would work. You know what I mean? And nobody would really notice the difference. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, it would probably. Like, well, as I, actresses, they have a similar, like, acting aspect to them where it's like, they seem very vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like almost her character from uh, Halloween could almost, that could almost be her character. Like, I survived so many times. I kind of learned about this thing, and they made me its director because I know the best ways exactly. to get around it, you know? So, I mean, it's unofficial, but I almost feel like that's oh, yeah, kind of yeah. how it could be almost. 
the way I well, like it's it's also the concept that they you found the whore and you found the jock and you found the nerd and the the, mm-hmm. the fucking the stoner. You found all of these people that, you know, at the end of the day, you're just like, wow, this is like the the stereotypes actually exist, but then they bring them together. And for some reason, they end up going to these cabin in the woods. And it like the more I think about it, the more frustrated I get, because I I think about like how how did they just do this? Does his dad actually own that cabin in the wood? Like who actually owns that? Like, like, where do you get the rights to that? And then find that find out that literally that cabin has like death like death nothing but death around it i think it's more one of those things because like they found somewhat of like all right these are kind of archetypes that kind of fit the prophecy and they drug them and make them more like the stereotype we see from horror films and i think it's one of those things my friends dad i haven't seen the movie like in two or three years but i think it's like oh yeah because they got the house yeah, my friend's dad's cousin gave me a call or whatever, and something like that. And like, yeah, yeah. If, if so we probably pick anything, if you pull the string on anything too long, it starts to fall apart. But yeah. overall, though, it's it's a pretty fun movie still. No, exactly. Like that. Like that's why. If you don't think about it too much, like that's the same thing. If um, if you jump into certain aspects, like with uh, like with just Friday the Thirteenth, if you jump into it, realistically speaking, if that kid died at the summer, it, when Jason died at summer camp. That entire camp should have been set down and those kids should have been sent to jail for negligence. Not when money's involved. Not not when money's involved. You're right. <laughs> like, fuck that but, little Jason kid. He ain't ruining my fucking pool party. Nobody yeah. liked him anyway. Yeah, I'm nobody fucking like that little nobody liked that little retard kid anyway. And then you just see his it, it, it's sad because like when I saw the movie for the first time, I was like, wow, they're taking a real dark turn with killing the kid in the end of the in the in the movie. And then like, you know, as it progresses, you're just like well, I think he's entitled to kill whoever he needs to kill because those guys forgot about him. Did they, but did they show Jason dying as a kid in the first one? I they think did. his mom has a flashback. It's like, Mommy, help! Just in the distance. Like, okay, yeah. Around the- I couldn't remember if that that stuff yeah. kind of came up because I know a lot of Jason's origin stuff mostly happens in like the sequels. You know, it's more just like they, they sort of talk of it. That's kind of what people wanted to see. Like, initially, the first time I saw, um, oh, there is a dog. Oh, there is a pug outside. Running at cars. <laughs> I'm fucking. Oh my is he god. Okay. The pug will make it. Yeah, he just ran right next to one of the cars. Like he drove. He there was this Prius coming up, and he ran right in front of the Prius, and then he jumped out of the way as if like a Batman skill. A Prius. He like rolled through a couple batarangs at that Prius. The Prius spun out and blew up. <laughs> no, like the dog went like here's the car and here's the pug. Pug jumps in front of the car and then backs up immediately. Like, he knew he was going to get hit, but he did I feel like oh, he wow. could probably, so, like, stand down a Prius. Like, a Prius is kind of a bitch car. Like, I feel like if a Prius is coming at you, you're like, I dare you to fucking hit me. It'll probably stop. But, like, that's the thing. Like, like, with any other car. Maybe that a Prius. That would have really added some... That really would have added some listening value to this podcast even more. Oh, my God! Oh, my fucking God! Dude, whoa, we were just talking about four films. That dog There's... is dead. I'm going to be right back. Oh, no, he's coming back to life. Oh, God, he's grabbing a machete now. <laughs> Oh my god, and the guy got out of the car and he killed the dog. Oh, he put it out of his misery. Well, shit. And then I'm just narrating oh, fuck, the, the dog's coming of... back to life now, and now he's dragging the guy exactly. off. The, the dog just got in the Prius and drove off. What the oh, fuck? Man. Well, this, the well, shit this is on. a dark turn. Well, back to horror movies, huh? <laughs> but I was going to say, like, Friday the 13th, though, um, something regarding that. Uh, shit, where was I going with Friday the 13th? Um, I always kind of view Jason as he's just a guy who just wants to be left alone. 
and some fucking yeah. teenagers always come by and just make a lot of noise. He's like, I just yeah. want to chill. Why the fuck you got to be coming up here? Like they bring him up. He's out there like feeding the fucking birds at the pond. Like it's just nice montage of him. If you could imagine it's like a nice, it would be, it would be really funny if they opened up one of the Friday the 13th movies and he's just, he's sitting over there. He's just carving a turkey with his machete and he's just like, the like you remember uh, in Shrek, like the beginning of the movie where he's just like getting getting everything clean, and he pulls that earwax out of his ear, and he just sets up a candle, like, and he sits down, and then all you hear is, "Oh my God, Tommy, let's go skinny dipping!" And just and like this boombox like, fucking comes out, just blasting. What <laughs> are you doing in my swamp? And then he just runs over, starts chopping the shit out of him, and then like it feels kind of justifiable. The guy was chilling. And you motherfuckers come in and start and start playing your games and shit. Stop trying to skinny dip in my pond. I live here, motherfucker. I also feel I like, like I was cleaning that all week long, all week long, and you come and ruin it. People just keep Nothing on but... jizzing in my pond. It's my pond. Exactly. Like, like, they got one of those like pool sweeper things, like a lake. Jizzing in it and fucking in it. What's wrong with you guys? Get your shit together. Next I thing you like... know, they actually live next to like a distribution factory of shitty teenagers <laughs> there's a did you ever see the role there's a fantastic robot chicken sketch where it shows oh. jason when he's not when it's not part of the 13th yeah and you see him, he's just like putting puzzles together he's in a nice yeah robe and he's just all like they're playing this very soft music he's like hmm, yeah exactly. just gardening and then he looks at his calendar realizes friday the 13th's coming up he's like oh he's like clapping his hands like all excited and when it lands on Friday the 13th, like angry death metal of him just killing and murdering. Whoa, and then it just, it's like, this song's like, like, kill, kill, murder, fuck, fuck. You know, then all of a sudden it just cuts the next day. He's just like walking into his, uh, into his, like, into his house, all covered in blood, just like uh, puts his machete in the umbrella holder. And then, like, <laughs> looks back bird, at the calendar, basically. realizing the next Friday the 13th is like four months away. He's like, <sighs> <laughs> I That's can't wait funny. for that. It's like his purge, basically. Exactly. But but you know, I I I always had like a deep appreciation for Robot Chicken. Fucking, um, believe it or not, I I don't know if you guys have had that. Well, how old are you guys right now? I'm 28, and Dunnigan just turned 30. Okay, so you so Spencer, you're 38, and uh, no, no, Ryan, you're 30. No, he's 28. I'm 30. No, I'm, I'm the 38. Old one. That really. Oh, wasn't. you're 28. You're 38. I got gotcha. you. But together. <laughs> But together we're 58. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's the old man orange podcast. And then you just cut cut to a scene where he's just sitting over there and he's just like, I don't know what I've done with my life. I am already kind of starting to feel it because now it's like a few months back, I twisted my ankle. Now when it's cold, my ankle hurts. That's a very Aww. much an old thing. Another thing yeah. that happens, I always used to wear jeans, but like recently I'm like, you know what? Dress pants are way more comfortable. Before, I'd only wear dress pants to, like, weddings uh, or a funeral, uh, but they're so much more comfortable, and I'm just like, I'm just done. Fuck jeans. I'm just sticking to these old pants. I have a couple pairs of jeans, but if I get jeans, I, I like make sure I buy the nice, soft, stretchy kind that, like, fucking aren't uncomfortable. You know what's weird? Like, my dad, my dad for Christmas bought me some fucking, some polo jeans, real, like, good quality. And it's weird enough that I really like them, but the thing is, my wardrobe literally consists of nothing but relaxed clothing. Like with this, it's just like a t-shirt. I have a bunch of like leather jackets and stuff. Um, but the pants that I wear exclusively for most of the time is like joggers. I, I love gym clothes. Like I, I, I can, I know for a fact that like lots of times, 
you do look like you're like slightly lazy wearing them, but the older I get, it's like fuck it. <laughs> yeah, well, the it's it's weird enough that like whenever I go out, I I have been able to make joggers part of my wardrobe to make me look good. Like I have some nice shoes to match the joggers. I have like a real nice shirt to to look at, and then I have like my leather jackets, and like they look good too. So it's an entire incorporation of a bunch of different ensembles that you know fit together within like a relaxed look it, it creates the illusion so nobody's just like are you fucking just like out here wearing your gym clothes you know what just got weird? back from the gym that's they can be it's like that. i feel like i feel like famous people end up doing that at some point for some reason because like i have been stopped more often than not because i walk out with a leather jacket diesel shoes and like five dollar sweatpants and <laughs> People, like, I've been stopped every time I walk into my friend's building and, like, one of these guys that rolls up in a fucking Ferrari, like, a real Ferrari, and I roll up in a Honda fucking Civic. 2001! I get out, and the guy looks at me, he's like, what's up, man? And I'm like, hey, dude, how you doing? And he's like, I'm doing good. What do you do? And I'm like, oh, oh, this is happening. <laughs> and I just start talking to him about, like, my voice acting, and he's like, dude, you gotta fucking, you gotta keep doing what you're doing, man. You look good. I'm like, thanks, man. And, like, then that jumps into my personality and it's it's a bunch of shit and it's nice to see that you know it's not only how like i've learned how to dress which is way more relaxed and not like i, I really could give a shit because for the most part my my wardrobe consists of nothing but relaxed clothing and i'm all right with that because even when i go to like weddings and like special events and stuff like that i like to relax i don't like to stress myself because the more you just stress yourself on clothing, I, I, I that's the last thing I, I focus on. I like personality. Personality I, goes a long way. <laughs> I draw the line at, I mean, you know, usually I'll try to go out, you know, more like, yeah, I said, like jeans or recently, well, yeah. dress pants, yeah. dress slacks recently. <laughs> but um, I draw the line at PJ Bottoms. Oh, yeah, no, no. Oh, no, yeah, I draw no, the line at PJ. That just instantly no, makes you look like your trailer trash. It doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to fall, like... At least with my joggers, they have, like, a closed bottom to them. They're fairly relaxed. It looks like it's controlled. Mm -hmm. It's similar to, like, when I wear, like, a martial arts gi. When yeah. you, look you look relaxed, but you obviously look professional in your sense. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I look relaxed, but when I go out, I present myself. I look like I fucking Ryu, so it doesn't make a difference. Yeah, exactly. He can and just you be wandering and the world for street fighting for all we know. Exactly. Like, for like for all anybody knows, I can I can defend myself in any sense, but... The the real concept is that you want to be comfortable. I'm sick of having to be here in Miami. I'm I, I'm gonna be real with you. I live here and I haven't worn shorts like once in my life. Down huh. there. Really? Yeah, and it's you know it's weird enough because like uh I go to the beach and stuff like that, and if I go there, I just roll up my joggers and I'll just dip my feet in the water or I'll just jump in. Because realistically speaking, like I'm not a I'm not a shorts guy, even though I have tattoos on my legs and stuff like that and you know, I like to show them off, but weirdly enough, like, living here in Miami, the more I go out, the fucking more sunburn I get because mm -hmm. I'm white. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm Irish. I'm like 50%, like my dad's 100%, so I'm 50%, so it's like, yeah. I walk out like... I'm like all Northern European. Yeah. It's just like instant, you, like, burn, like a vampire for me. Yeah. Well, it's like, it, it, it's weird that I can walk out nowadays and people will be like, oh, okay, well, he's just doing his own thing, but... Back when I was younger, I when I was going through that My Chemical Romance scene, 
uh, phase, I I was wearing like real skinny jeans and like tight shirts, and I'm like, now I look back, I'm like, yeah, I gained a little bit of weight. I still have my muscle and everything, but I got a fat pack, and it's not fun. <laughs> there is, a, well, I, I will be, I'll be honest with you, because when all the my chemical romance stuff was going on. I was I was still young, but I was a little uh, obviously I was kind of older. So, exactly. but so it was kind of like that point, like ah. Oh, well, we were in high school at that time. We period. were in high school, but it was still one of those things of just kind of like ah, oh, the emo kids. Now looking back, there actually was some good emo bands. If it had, e- if it was related to emo, you just oh, like yeah, just, like like nowadays I'll sit down and I'll listen to music and I'll I'll listen to like I'll actually listen to some of like My Chemical Romance and I'll end up listening to. Um, some Mayday Parade and shit like that. And some of the stuff, I'll be like, wow, I can see why I like that. But God forbid it comes up on my shuffle on my Spotify. I will start screaming because I'm like, I I don't have the time to delete it. But there's certain gems here and there that I am happy that I saved. But then there's mm-hmm. the other ones. And I'm just like, you know, what? I really I really don't need to be reminded of this. Well, what I was going to, what I was going to say was originally is because like you're, you're talking about like, oh, my chemical romance used, whatever. But at the same time, I'm kind of thinking back at like the shit I was into in the, in like when I was like 14 or 15 and I'm just kind of like, shit, maybe emo was a little cooler. Cause I remember like I had, even though it's kind of like verging on that same thing, I remember like I had a, like a lincoln park poster yeah. there's yeah. <laughs> an evangelion wall scroll i mean i still like evangelion but it's one of those things like not as much as other things so it just you, i just got a dirty ass look like what you fucking say evangelion no no well it's it's also the fact that like i also listened to but that was before my my scene phase i was a fucking skater and i was listening to like lincoln park and then i moved over to like I was listening to Blink-182, and then uh, it went over to Three Doors Down and then Three Days Grace because I couldn't tell them to apart because they each had three in front of them, and that frustrated me. That frustrated three, me three to no fucking... Grace, three Days Grace is like one of those bands... I just... That song, it just screams out just like... They're a bunch of like 30-year-old guys like screaming like teenage shit. I don't know. What, I mean, yeah. I'm not trying to be that guy. I mean, look, they found a market. They found a way to make money, yeah. and I respect that. But it's yeah. one of those things like, I hate everything about yeah. you. Yeah. Just like, And every song is all about like, do me wrong. I got like, yeah. shit, I'll, I'll, I'll be fully honest. I got their first album when I was a kid because I kind of like the riff. And then yeah. like listening to more of it, like – this is emo as fuck, you know? Yeah, this is really this is really screechy. Like the more you listen, the more you listen to those bands and you really get into it, certain ones have certain gems that like really resonate with you and your like musical tastes. With me, nowadays I've fallen into real like 60s through well, let's do like the 60s through 80s rock. Mm-hmm. Strictly because of the fact like Man for Man's Earth band and then we fall over to like there's a bunch of different like bands that off the top of my head I have like a, a clusterfuck of them, but uh, I've been listening to a lot of Queen and I've been listening to a lot of Pink Floyd and I didn't do that before, which I sincerely regret because I've listened to The Wall almost five times now and it's awesome. This is funny you say this because when we were in high school, it was like the second that like emo came out, it was one of those ones like you wouldn't want to be fucking caught dead with like something emo. It was like, You'd be yeah. extra so- you were like, no, 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 no. Because like it was just like, I don't know what it was, but metal and rock just did not mesh with that. So it was like, yeah. no, no, push that away. Push that away. We can't be seen with that. And then like Vince Enfold, it's like, well, Vince Enfold's kind of cool, but you got to be careful who you tell that to right off the bat. You're like, yeah, exactly. Well, like Vince Sevenfold and then like 
I was more of a Metallica fan, mm-hmm. and when people told me about Avenged Sevenfold, I was like, all right, well, let's give them a shot. And I listened to them, and then I heard Nightmare. It's your fucking nightmare! And I was like, oh, that's hardcore. And then I listened to a few other songs, and they had some soft tracks with them. And I was like, all right, you know, you could fit your ballads in there, but let's let's keep it let's keep it at that heavy metal that I came here for, please. See, because Avenged Sevenfold was one of those bands like that. Like I heard when they had Unholy Confessions come out, and I was like, oh, this is pretty yeah. sweet. This is a badass yeah. song. And that's actually one of my favorite bands. And that, I, I feel like that was my safe gateway to kind of like try out other stuff. Because the funny thing is, after like high school and everything like that, you go back and listen to My Chemical Romance. I was like, dude, this is a fucking amazing band. What the fuck were we thinking? Like shunning these guys. You know what I mean? Like yeah, well, they had a fucking have you guys... YouTube and they're like RV. Like why Why would we not doubt them? My, uh, my, my entryway mainly into My Chemical Romance was uh, Umbrella Academy, which is a comic by Joe yeah. Way. And yeah. I just like... Well, this is, you know, this, this is a pretty good comic, even though the guy's pretty emo and it kind of comes through the yeah. book, but it's a good comic. And then I kind of, you you gave me like a couple of the albums, Spencer. I'm like, mm, it's, it's okay. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. It's good. Who am I kidding? This is it's not good. bad. I, I think I could. Yeah, I, I, think I, I found follow. it at like the gym and it was just like, <laughs> well, they're free. Let's listen to this. Well, <laughs> regarding Avenged Sevenfold, just for a second, I just want to clear this up. I don't really listen to them as much as I used to, but... I'll say they always kind of remind me more of like, even though you said Metallica, and I kind of see that. Avenged Sevenfold always kind of be more of like, kind of like a Motley Crue or kind of like 80s hair metal band more than like Metallica or something like that. Well, that's what they remind me of. And I think that was my gateway into them because that was the safe way. It's like, oh, they're like Motley Crue, but modern? Okay, that's safe for me. Weird, weirdly enough, I I actually don't have a timeline for all the music that I li- I've listened to. Because I've went everywhere from like... I've went from My Chemical Romance to Metallica to a bunch of different places where I, I don't even fucking know. Like, I was listening to Eminem for some time, and then I jumped over to, like, fuck, man. I wish I had, I wish I had like, a whole list of music that I listened to that I could, like, list off of the top of my head. Uh, Wendy's later. My little brother wants me to take him to fucking Wendy's. Come the fuck away. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I was... Get a job, boy! Wendy's is a much better choice, though, than many other things you could choose. I'll say that right at the top. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, like, I'm a fan of Wendy's. I'm a fan of Taco Bell. I'm a fan of, I'm a, fan of a lot of... I'm a, I'm a curator of the <laughs> finer, not fine foods. Um, and I, I believe wholeheartedly in my, in my mind that in moderation, it's actually super good. And I love it to death. Because, like, I can go out with a friend if we're high as fuck. And... Uh, like I'll I'll treat for some Wendy's or I'll treat for some McDonald's and you get the satisfaction of treating for your friends and not draining your fucking wallet. I guess it's I could imagine like almost like just an ad like why do you like Wendy's and you know just kind of people like I love the Frosties like I love the Chris Cup okay. fries and then they get to so, you and you're just like it's like I'm just high as fuck bro just high so as fuck. I'm gonna do a little I'm gonna do a little list mm-hmm. like just for my recent library of music, uh, I'm going to give you guys the first 15. Or w- it's not a very long list, but this is, the, this is what my Spotify says that I've been listening to for the past week. Uh, Mask is an album by the Man from Man's Earth Band. Uh, the, original mo- the original soundtrack for Trolls. <laughs> the Very Wait. Best of Freddie Mercury. The Wait, Wall. Trolls the, uh, Trolls the, uh, um, the movie. The, the movie just came yeah. out? Yeah. Okay. 
right. All right, yeah. Um, <laughs> the Very Best of Freddie Mercury, The Wall by Pink Floyd. Uh, Bad Choices Made Easy by The Left Rights. I feel like an old man. Like, I don't know what three of these bands are. Actually, the, the, no, the Left Rights was actually... You remember Mindless Self-Indulgence? Yeah. Okay. I know of them, yeah. Yeah. Uh, their lead singer did Crack and made oh. a whole album with the drummer of their band. I believe that's how it was. And he said, uh, and, I, and I shit you not, if you listen to the entire album, it starts off with some real hectic Spanish, and then it moves on to, boom, 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 boom. And then it's like, everybody left to right, big head down, back in 79. And it just gets, it progressively gets more and more insane as the album goes by, but um, it was pretty crazy. So uh, after the left rights was mindless self-indulgence, which I remembered the left rights because of them. Uh, the original soundtrack for Little Shop of Horrors. That's a good soundtrack right there. That is a very good soundtrack. Like, I'm just a mean green mother from out of space and I'm bad. Because I'm one of those people, like, I'm not the biggest musical fan, but there's a handful of albums that I'm like, okay, those are fun ones. You know, it's mostly it's all the older ones. I feel like older musicals weren't as nearly as pretentious as sometimes modern stuff is. Well, there's a lot of stuff. Um, after that was the Rocky Horror Picture Dude, That's show. a good one, too. I wanted to hear that. I wanted to hear the entire soundtrack because all I heard was Sweet Transvestite. And I was like, it's fucked up, but I want to hear the rest of it. Like, it's like Tim Curry's got a voice that I wanted to listen to a little bit. Uh, and the, one of the other songs Tim Curry did that I actually really like is Toxic Love from Fern Gully in The Last Rainforest. Oh, yeah, that's a great movie. Ooh, that song. That song just like, if you can envision pollution in a song, that was what it was. Oh, yeah. It's like. It's like acid rain, toxic muck. And it's just so, if you see the video and you feel, you really feel it. And it's like, I saw that movie in theaters. It's evil and sinister. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What, really? <laughs> what was that like? What was that like? <laughs> was that like good sir? Were you sad when <laughs> Kurt Cobain died? <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you know what the weird thing is? It's like just being like almost 10, almost basically 10 years younger than you guys. Like, just one decade. Yep. A decade is ten years, yes? Yeah, yeah. Just one decade. You can see how everything actually changed and how we as people are, you know, different. But at the end of the day, like, we can agree on certain subjects because the way I want to give myself off is someone who, you know, enjoys a lot of the older things because mm -hmm. that's kind of the environment that I was raised around. I'm going to... I that That was pretty much it. I had the... I had the I had uh, Shmo Yoho, uh, the Hercules album, A Quest for Camelot, and then a lot of epic rap battles of history. So, I... it was a lot of yeah, it was a lot of stuff. Like most of the music that I ended up listening to when I was younger was a lot of older music, and I feel like that's actually because I wanted to know what it was like before I was born, like what was going on, who was popular at the time. Like when I asked my grandfather, I was like. Uh, what did you do when you were young? And he was like, I did coke with Clint Eastwood. And I was like, <laughs> that's badass. And guess what? That motherfucker's crazy. Like, uh, what was it? At my, at my mother, bless, bless her soul, my mom, my mom's funeral. Um, we got a call from Clint Eastwood, who was a friend of my mom. Oh, that's awesome. When I made that post on Facebook, I found out he was following me. Really? That motherfucker was following me on Facebook and I got a message either from his marketing team or him 
And they said, you know, our deepest condolences huh. for you and your family and stuff like that. I didn't even know they knew. Yeah, it was really weird. And you know what? It's really it's it's odd from my perspective because of the fact that like my family, it's my family has like secret connections. We don't, we are not famous. We are not well known. But just when when we've gone to places like um my if you've ever heard of like Rick Case Honda down here in Florida, um there's this my my grandfather whenever we we go out to like a restaurant or something and he sees these famous car dealerships these famous car dealer owners and stuff like that he says hey john how you doing he's like hire me you motherfucker come over here Mm -hmm. and it's like my grandfather's been down here almost 55 years now with my grandmother and they have met and socialized with so many people that there's a reason why my grandfather kind of supports me and my whole voice acting thing because believe it or not from my perspective I was actually pretty popular in the yo-yo community. If um, I'm, I don't know if Spencer actually told you, Ryan, but I did a lot of yo-yo stuff prior Spencer to. Spencer had his yo-yo phase. I remember that walking down. College... I still got a yo-yo. It's sitting right next to me on my desk. When I, I get remember bored, him I... walking down college campus, just like I'm bringing this shit back, just walking down, but, um, like they'll know me. <laughs> what yo-yo were you using? Let's see what yo-yo I got sitting right here. Yeah, let me see it. That's fucking cool. I got a mosquito by Duncan. Oh shit. Yeah, give me a second. I'll be I'll, just wait right over there. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get mine if we're on this. This is the. Uh, yeah. I fucking Stay love right there. I remember that shit when you were just walking just, on like, campus, spinning just, like, it, like, I like spinning around like I'm fucking martial artist, and then have it come back. Everybody's like fucking. They all get out of your way. All right. Like you're all like right. you're you're trying to be like that weird like character from Tekken or Street Fighter that used a yo-yo yeah. or, pro- or okay, Project so Justice. I have I have two I have two yo-yos. It's kind of sucks that we're on a podcast and not a live stream. But Google um, Image. Sucks. Yeah, exactly. So this is so if you guys don't know, this is a metal yo-yo. That's a metal yo-yo. Oh yeah. And yeah, this yeah, one's yeah. called the top deck. This you is are. exactly. And then we have the metal yo-yos, and then everybody. Oh, I get wooden yo-yo too. We have the somewhere. wooden yo-yo, and this, yeah, this is actually uh, my grandfather gave me this one. Um, I got into yo-yoing uh, about seven years ago, actually. And within that little community, I met lots of people, and I made lots of friends. And um, what was it? It kind of helped me get into the networking circuit, which was. Uh, talking to people and marketing myself in a comfortable manner where I make mm-hmm. friends and I make business partners at both the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, if, if I can fit this little in, this isn't a plug or anything, but this is actually a, this is, this is a technique I would suggest to people who want to get into any type of industry, whether, whether it be voice acting, yo-yoing, um, just anything, even art. Making friends and meeting people is one of the best skills you can have Mm -hmm. because regardless of if you have real, raw, genuine talent, people enjoy a good conversation. People enjoy being told that, you know, like, like, hey, John, how you doing? And you just remembering their names. People will will always appreciate these these little things that you do, um, regardless of if it's a actual an actual talent or not so i try to push to people that if you want to get your foot in anywhere whether you want to do it for money or you want to do it for yourself talk to people just talk to people talk to everybody you meet try to make friends and only have the best intentions for others 
don't give them everything you have and don't give them any like don't give all your ideas away mm -hmm. but you know talk about something that's a little irrelevant to what your actual talent is because once you start doing that talk about pop culture talk about music talk about something that you know is broad enough that you enjoy that others will enjoy to add to that actually um another thing you could to sort of to fits that uh thing you're talking about a friend of mine she's going to a, she was going to academy of art university here in san francisco uh -huh. Um, and she said that, you know, there's a lot of like, she was taking a lesson from, it was, there's a guy given a uh, lecture. It was, I don't remember which guy it was, but he was a incredibly, uh, talented, like very well-known. He's like one of the guys that designed the beast and beauty and the beast. Wow. So, uh, uh, you know, a Disney, a Disney, like mm -hmm. uh, heavy hitter. I see. And he said, you can be the most talented person in the room. You can be the most flashiest best artist in the room. But if you're an asshole, no one's going to want to work with you. If you're, if they, they yeah, say you really totally got to yes. like, they'll probably take the decent artist. Who's really nice over the perfect artist. Who's an asshole. So, and that's exactly. something. Yeah, yeah. And that's the reason that kind of, that kind of made me think a little bit ago. Cause like, um, shit, what was it exactly? Um, I think about certain actors from like, I mean, you probably pick any decade, but I was thinking about particular actors from the nineties, like uh, what's his name? Val Kilmer, for instance, he wasn't a horrible actor. Well, he did some pretty good stuff, but he, but he like, he, there was a period though, where if you look at interviews and you hear stories, he was getting really full of himself. He's like, look, let me tell you how it's going to be. I'm Val Kilmer. I'm fucking Batman now. So this is how this shit's going to roll. And then after a well, while, he started having trouble getting roles because he was just started acting exactly. like an asshole. Well, there was, there was a... I, I actually wanted to talk about this, if this may... If, I've had a bad... I have had one bad experience with... Not, not like negative in the sense that I was being negative to the other person, but the sense that... It, just a very uncomfortable situation for me. I went to, when I was over at Animate Florida recently, I met all the voice actors. I went to each one of their booths. I shook their hands. I made friends with them. Except one. I'm not going to say her name, but it's a she. And she did a very, she did very famous voices. Like, voices of characters. Because I and don't want to say it. I really don't want to say her name because I don't want to put her out there like that. But the way she represented herself to me came off as cunty. Because mm. what ended up happening was um, all the other voice actors that I met, I shook their hands. I made jokes with them. I made friends with them. And, you know, I had an overall fantastic time. Everybody was super supportive mm. of me and supportive of what I was doing and saw potential in me and said, you need, not you should, you need to keep doing this. Mm -hmm. The first thing I got out of her fucking mouth was, can I see your phone? And I was like, oh, maybe she wants to put her phone number in my phone. She went on every single social media I had and followed herself on them. Oh. Yeah. And when I tried talking to her while she was doing that, she said, whoa, 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 give me a second. I have to do this. And she said, I followed you on every one of my social media, on every one of the social medias. And I was like, why? And she's like, oh, it's just something my marketing team told me to do. And I was like, yeah, maybe I don't want to follow you. No, don't do that. Like. I'll follow you if you're a nice person. Don't do that. And like, yeah. And I already clicked her. it. He can't go back. Well, it's funny. I, I blocked her. And as immediately as I, as I left her little area, because that, in my opinion, 
when you push that on people before you even get the chance to meet them can be such a negative experience to certain people. And you don't want that. You don't want that negative experience to be, you don't want your first experience with one of your fans, someone who, you know, Mm -hmm. watched your character do all these famous voices in the past and had genuine like respect. And then, you throw that back in their face like it's just like okay well you know like i respected her for all, for all of her voices i uh-huh. i didn't know at first that it was her but when she told me who she was because i didn't know i got you know, this is shit i just got to ask and you don't you don't have to say her name i'm going to and we'll keep it vague here i'm going to yeah. hold up a figurine of someone I think she may have voiced. Tell me. I'm right. hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping I'm wrong. But no, you tell me. Right? Yes. Yes. It's really? It was Tara Strong? Yeah. That oh, is horrible because that's a I, bummer because that's I always look at her as one of the better voice what? actresses. You know but, what? And to see that I hate I hate to say that. I really do. Oh, because man, I enjoyed I enjoyed her Timmy Turner voice. I enjoyed I think she did bubbles as well. And like, yeah, she did Bubble, she did Batgirl, yes. she did Harley Quinn, she did Rico from Final Fantasy. I was and narrowing like, it down. I was like, maybe it's somebody, maybe it's like one of the many no. girls who played Starfire. No. And, mm, no. no. and you know what's really she sad about it? It was the fact that you fucking called it. It was the fact that even when I went over to like David Sobolov and I said, dude, why did, why, why does she act like that? Is like, I'm like, is she really enveloped in her fame? And he said, yeah. Certain people get indulged in all this, um, in all their revenue and all this money that they even they might have a little bit of a rough time and still need to market themselves and have to go as far as you know here you go and like it, it, I'm gonna be real I'm very happy that you did that Ryan because like I I see a lot of figurines back there and I'm very surprised well, out well, of all of them. You knew one of the voice actors, and you told me who, and you showed me who it was, and I was like, "Wow!" Well, I grew up on I grew up on animated series Batman, and I just feel like I just feel like my heart just got stomped hearing that. But well, you, you know, know, it's good to know. I watched I watched the entire animated series of Batman. I watched the entire one, and Barbara and Barbara Gordon's voice actor was fan fucking tastic. Tara Strong is undoubtedly a fantastic voice actor, and I will not turn that against her. Oh yeah, but I promise you. Every single person I have ever considered working with or wanted to work with that I admire are good people. Yeah, well, it was what you lose my admirability. You lose my admirability and my and my respect for you once you start doing that dumb shit. Well, it's kind of like Bruce Willis is. He's always kind of been notorious to some people being just the most horrible person ever. Now, at the end of the day. I love a Bruce Willis film. I will go see. That's not going to stop me from seeing a movie. But in the back of my mind, you kind of go. Boy, I wonder who he hassled on this film said. Yeah, well, exactly. Things, I feel like maybe it probably didn't start that way because I've heard stories about both. Well, like, whenever I whenever I hear like Tara Strong on Fat Man on Batman or another interview, she sounds like the nicest person in the world. Uh, Bruce Willis, I've heard stories about how cool he is in real life and all that. But it's more recently as of the last 10 years. And boom, I think that's a perfect place to leave off at. This podcast went on for a bit. We're splitting it in two, making it nice and easy. Well, learn some things about an actress that you kind of idolize, and then you kind of hear those things. Eh, but 
does that ever really affect their performance? Nah, that doesn't change that. Maybe as a person, they're not the best person, but ain't gonna change Batgirl or fucking Bubbles, Riku, any of those characters. You know, they'll all still be good to us. Well, till next time, check out oldmanorange.com for more cartoons, podcasts, music, and more. Till then, see you some other time. Thanks for listening to the Old Man Orange Podcast. Check out our website at oldmanorange.com for even more podcasts, cartoons, videos, music, and more. Send us an email at oldmanorangepodcast at yahoo.com. Be sure to subscribe, share, rate, and review us on iTunes, Podomatic, or any of the other fine sites we might be located on. And if you want to help out even more, click on the Amazon or GameStop links on our webpage before you make any purchases there. Won't cost you a penny, but it sends us a little something our way. Thanks for listening, and tune in next week to Old Man Orange.